0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host Ashutosh Garg and today I'm delighted to welcome a very accomplished and senior professional from Melbourne, Australia, Renata Bernardi. Renata, welcome to the
1: show. Thank you for having me, Ash. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank
0: you. Renata is a career coach and a job hunting expert. She's the founder and managing director of Pantala, a consulting and coaching firm. She teaches career planning and design for master's students at the Bonash University. So Renata, before we talk about career coach and job hunting, tell me a little bit about your own journey in brief.
1: Sure. I am a um, Brazilian-Australian. I was born Mm -hmm. in Brazil Mm -hmm. and I moved to Australia in 2001 Mm -hmm. um, to study here, as many people do. Mm -hmm. And from that point onwards, I fell in love with Australia and Mm -hmm. my purpose was always to stay here. I had a young family and I was a mature age student. And my husband and I worked really hard to embed ourselves in the community here, find jobs, gain our permanent residency, all of which is quite hard to do, yeah, <laughs> to be yeah. honest. And um, we've been here for over 20 years now. A few years ago, just before the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. I was made redundant from my corporate role. Mm-hmm. And I then very quickly realized I didn't want to pursue another opportunity, another job I had worked up my career sideways to the top, Mm -hmm. um, and that is usually a very good um, strategy for women uh, Mm -hmm. in the corporate sector, Mm -hmm. but I was very ready to to follow my next step, which I knew eventually I wanted to do, which was to Mm -hmm. coach other executives, other managers and professionals to um, have the best careers and Mm -hmm. I've been planning and prepping myself to do this for a long time and I thought Mm -hmm. it was time to give it a go and I've been loving it ever since. I have clients all over the world today and it Mm -hmm. gives me great joy to help them.
0: Amazing and as they say, the rest is history.
1: That's right. (laughs) So tell me, what are some of the most sought-after
0: careers in Australia? I mean, from whatever little I know of Australia, it's a very, very sporting nation.
1: Well, Australia is an amazing country, Ash, because we have a very low unemployment rate. So to be honest, uh, you can have whatever career you want in Australia. And it was one of the biggest uh, drawcards for us as parents of young kids living in a country where depending on the career you decide, you can earn a lot of money or zero money, Mm -hmm. uh, which happens in most developing countries. Here in Australia, you can have a very good career whichever way you decide to do you can become um, uh, have a trade you know you can work in construction you can work in retail you can work in hospitality Uh, disability sector is hiring a lot here in Australia school teachers are needed Mm -hmm. everything you want to do you can do here Mm -hmm. and have a a good career ahead of Mm -hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um I work mainly with people in the corporate sector people that have desk jobs mm-hmm. and who if you have a desk job you are you know potentially a good client of mine or a good subscriber to my newsletter so there's a um a group of Um, list, a a group of occupations that I know are in high demand in Australia, let's say general practitioners or uh, midwives, but I don't work with them uh, as a career coach. I work with other um, occupations that I know are also in high demand, like Mm -hmm. um, senior roles, chief executives, managing directors, engineers, Mm -hmm. um, uh, project managers, change managers. And I know that those are also in great demand here Mm -hmm. in Australia as well.
0: Amazing. And uh, what in your opinion, or in your view, are some of the common mistakes a lot of people make while searching for jobs?
1: Again, uh, uh, I work with middle uh, career professionals, so people in their 30s, late 30s, 40s, 50s and 60s. Most of my clients are in their mid 40s. And I think that for that group, what I can certainly say after being a career coach for these many years... Mm -hmm is that they go to um recruitment and selection process without a lot of prepping and planning. Mm-hmm. So they go straight into looking for work without the self-awareness that is needed to answer well the tough questions that they will get during mm-hmm. the recruitment process. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that that's possibly the... The most important lesson that I'd like to leave your listeners with is to take time to reflect on what it is that you want, not just right now, Mm -hmm. but in the next decade of your career, at least try to do some forward planning. Our brain is not really designed to to do career planning, Mm
0: -hmm. so we need
1: to force ourselves to sit down and do it. And it's much needed in this day and age when we're going to be working for such a long time. Mm
0: Interesting. And uh, one of the important aspects of job hunting is uh, crafting an effective resume and a you know, strong enough cover letter. Mm. What are your inputs or thoughts on that?
1: Absolutely. Even though now a lot of the um, applications are done online and online applications require you to also answer questions Mm -hmm. um, in the online platform that employers have developed, Mm -hmm. uh, it's still very important to have that master resume at hand Mm -hmm. and a good recipe for your cover letter. Cover letters are still needed. Mm -hmm. They help you explain gaps in your career or changes of sectors or changes of countries or why you really want this role Mm. so it's important to have that tailored specifically for the job that you're applying for but you can work on a framework I I have a framework that I work with my clients it's a template that we have that's very successful Mm -hmm. and in terms of resume it's important that um, people work on a very simple black and white word document for their resumes because Mm. they are going to most likely be read by bots Mm. not by the human eye uh, especially Mm. in that first stage of the recruitment process Mm -hmm. so it means that it's ATS compliant it's the applicant tracking system Mm -hmm. that um, uh, employers now use very regularly that will read that resume and look for specific keywords Mm -hmm. and the Best uh, written resumes now are the very simple ones. Mm,
0: Well said. Well said. And how important is it for a candidate to understand company culture before they start looking for a job in that organization?
1: That's a very good question, Ash. I think more than understanding the company culture, Mm -hmm. it's I I would encourage people to understand what their personal values are, Mm -hmm. what their career drivers are, Mm. and what their talents are. Because if you know yourself well and you can speak confidently about yourself, Mm -hmm. you can also identify during the recruitment process if that job and those people that are interviewing you and that company specifically will suit your needs, your current career drivers, and your own personal values. So instead of looking outwardly into uh, focusing on company values Also, first and foremost, do that prep and their planning for your career and understand what values you want to seek out in others so that you thrive in your career.
0: Mm -hmm. Very interesting. And uh, what would you say are some strategies on how one can stand out in a highly competitive job?
1: Well, um, it's important to, first of all, Ash, understand that recruitment and selection is just a different name for a competition. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So understanding that as you walk into this competition, it's a lot like any other sports that you see on TV. Let's use the example of tennis. I like tennis because it's easy to build that analogy. You're going to first qualify for it with lots of other competitors. So that's Mm -hmm. the beginning of the recruitment process. Then you go into quarterfinals, semifinals and finals, and you're going to be reducing the number of competitors by quite a lot. Mm -hmm. But even at the tail end of a recruitment process, Ash, you Mm -hmm. still may have only a 50% chance or 33% chance because you will be competing against at least one other person at Mm -hmm. the tail end of the process, maybe two or sorry, maybe three or four. Mm-hmm. So it's important to understand that if you don't get the job, it's not the end of the world. Right. You're not going to die of not having that new job. Mm-hmm. It's just an experience that you need to look back to, um, get feedback, um, get all the learning so that you have a, a process that is continuously improving and you do better the next time and better the next time. Just as a tennis player wouldn't give up after losing one competition, they will go on. And, and and do the other competition, you know, and do that over and over again, you need to be uh, resilient to do that too. I think that that's the most important thing to understand about how recruitment works.
0: Well said. And how important is networking when looking for a job? And what, in your view, are some effective strategies to network?
1: Well, if you have a desk job, if you're like my clients and you, I mean, any other job will probably also relate to this, but um, if you have a desk job, if you work in the corporate sector, nonprofit sector or government, and you want to have a fulfilling, sustainable career over many decades, you need to nurture relationships throughout your career. Mm-hmm. So it's part and parcel with um being a, an executive to being a manager of people and projects. Mm-hmm. If you don't like networking, choose a different profession. <laughs> you know, you may need to become a writer or a painter or I don't know a gardener. Mm-hmm. Um, Something that uh, works solo and 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 you know um, doesn't require you to nurture relationships over time because you will be working with people, you mm-hmm. will be ma- um, managing people and r- reporting to people and so mm-hmm. forth. So um, maintaining and nurturing relationships is part and parcel with a career in corporate, nonprofit, and government sectors. Mm-hmm. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. The best thing to do is to be um authentic and natural and yourself mm. and um not have a very strong dichotomy between work and the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to um have a coffee with people from time to time, um, engage in social opportunities. I have a client that asked me for advice on how to better connect with her team and if I had tools or resources to bring to you know a meeting to help them open up. And I'm like, take them out for a coffee. That will be the best thing that you do.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Thank you. Great response. My next question is how important is maintaining a strong online presence on platforms like LinkedIn, for example?
1: Again, it's the same answer that I gave about networking. LinkedIn is net- networking on steroids and is the modern networking. So mm-hmm. now, post-pandemic, so many of my clients who have desk jobs all over the world are telling me that they're working m- most of the time from home. And even when they do go to the office, the office is either empty or too too full and they have to come home because uh, desk jobs um, are now uh, hot hot desk uh jobs and and sometimes they go to the office because they're told to go and then they can't find a desk um that leads us to a world without a lot of um face-to-face connectivity and that linkedin connectivity is so important to maintain those networks so right. you cannot be um uh absent, not only from having a profile on LinkedIn, but Mm. having some form of activity on LinkedIn, Mm. commenting on posts from your network, uh, letting them know that you're still there, that you exist, Mm. and sharing with them news about you and thoughts um, about your profession that you think will benefit other people on LinkedIn as well.
0: Very interesting. You must also be coming across some interesting uh, clients Who are looking to change careers. What steps should they take?
1: Well, um, yes, I think we are now, like I said, um, my generation um, uh, has already understood that uh, retirement is probably a long way away, compared to our parents. And Mm -hmm. I think that more and more, we're going to live longer, we're going to have to work longer to support our long lives. Mm -hmm. And and that doesn't mean we need to work forever in the career we chose when we were 16, 17, 18. Okay. So okay. it's so important to um, understand that um, there could be failures along the way. There could be issues and you know, dreams that you dream of and they don't work out. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, it's it's an important to have a rich life and that includes experiences that are amazing and successful and others where You don't do so well, but you learn so much from them. So it's being unafraid of taking those risks and doing a lot of research and talking to people. So Mm -hmm. you're not just building a romantic idea of what the new career is in your head without validating it in real world.
0: Amazing. The other part of uh, job search is rejection. You know, and as a career coach, I'm sure you keep coming across this situation with many clients My question is, how can people better handle rejection and keep a positive mindset during the job search process?
1: Yes. Oh, rejection is so hard. It's hard. And we take it really personally. So the first thing that you should do is give yourself permission to feel human, to be human and grieve and be upset and angry. You don't need to share that with the recruiter or Mm. the employer that rejected you. Maybe open up to a friend, a mentor, somebody that you Mm. trust Mm. and give yourself a few days to recover from the rejection because Mm. you're going to go through it Mm. and engaging in the recruitment process when you're feeling angry, upset, sad may not be the best thing to do because it will affect Um, your performance negatively I believe so I always tell my my clients I have a client who just lost her job she worked with me a few um, months years ago and she um, lost her job and I said take time off take a few weeks off Mm -hmm. you can afford to do it Mm -hmm. so please do it and I'm not saying this because I'm a nice person and I want her to rest and relax I'm saying this because I'm a a coach that knows that she's going to perform better after she has rested and and overcome that grief of losing her job.
0: Well said. My next question is uh, you know that uh, Renata in today's world of continuous change of technology, how mm-hmm. important is it for people to keep on upgrading their own knowledge skills and how transferable are skills uh, in today's job market?
1: Yes. I think um, especially because I have um, a pool of of clients that are older Mm -hmm. and they um, sometimes come to me feeling like ageism is affecting their careers. I believe that that is true. But I think the counterbalance of that is that. Many of them have not, for example, engaged well on LinkedIn, mm. and they have not engaged well with new technology. So we need to overcome those gaps in their skills and, and experience so that they can continue to be competitive in the job market. Mm. So um, I have very recently, for the past six months, been very strong-minded about um uh, educating my listeners to my podcast and also my clients on the benefits of artificial intelligence, for mm-hmm. example, mm-hmm. or letting and since the beginning, letting them know that the recruitment process is very much automated mm-hmm. and it requires them to work with the bots in the system so that okay. they're uh, going through the selection process um, and understanding that the first thing that will read their resumes is is a machine. It's not a person. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to be very familiar with technology. And sometimes um, the best way to do it is to find yourself a young mentor. Mm-hmm. I know I have two sons that help me a lot with technology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whenever I have a question, all I need to do is ask them because for them they are natives, and I am somebody who is very. I was born in an analog world. Ash, I know you will relate to me, and they are. They were you born. You were born in, born in analog. We were
0: probably born. 20 (laughs) years 25 years before that but (laughs)
1: that's right so for them they they things come more naturally to them and i think getting that mentorship and you know having the humility to accept that younger people know better than you in some ways is important so that you can learn from them Mm -hmm. and um and maintain your career in this very sort of high-tech modern age i think transferable skills in general are really important of course um the most important thing about them, Ash, is to learn how to translate them as you change sectors or industries or countries. Sometimes we get stuck mm. in old jargons and um, a language and narrative that is that pertains to a specific industry or specific country. Mm. And it's important to know how to translate not only your skills, mm. but your narrative so that your audience understands what you've done in your career in the past.
0: Well said. So Renata, I have time for two more questions for you. Okay. You know, you spoke about hot desk, um, and how people go and suddenly find there's no space. After the pandemic, the work situation has changed a lot. Mm. I'd love to get your perspective on what is the future of hybrid work in Australia? And how can job seekers prepare for this?
1: Mm. Well, not only in Australia, like I said, I have clients all over the world. Yeah. I have clients working in the Middle East, United States, Europe, um, United uh, uh, Europe, uh, United Kingdom, mm. South America, just to name a few uh, on top of my head. Most of them are working remotely because, you know, again, I work with a niche group of people. They're not nurses or doctors who need to be on location to work. Um, my clients are doing at least... of their work from home, if not 100%. I have some clients that are um, working from a different country mm-hmm. to the rest of their teams or a different state or cities. Mm-hmm. And that has become normal uh, since the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And whenever a an employer has asked them to come back to the office and insisted, um, they have changed jobs quite easily <laughs> with my support. Right. Um, and there is this... Um, a notion that is still not—we're still getting used to—that you don't have to be physically in front of people to do a great job and mm-hmm. and have high-performing teams and mm-hmm. and successful uh, businesses. So we're slowly um, probably going to find a compromise mm-hmm. between what employers need to do um, to accept that from employees and what employees may need to do to understand the needs of employers. I worry about urban design. Mm-hmm. I worry about what will happen to our city centers. Mm-hmm. But I am really happy to see thriving uh, neighborhoods and communities and small towns mm-hmm. um, as people finally do what they've always wanted to do and live where they want to live mm-hmm. and enjoy life in a more um balanced way than just long commutes that we did prior to the pandemic.
0: Great response. And my last question to Renata, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. Mm -hmm. Based on your own understanding of careers and the fact that you're supporting and helping so many people, what would you say are three lessons you would want a lot of our young viewers and listeners to take away from our conversation?
1: Ooh, I don't know if I have three lessons,
0: give you one or but two. let me
1: see how I go. Yeah. Well, the first thing that I bang on about a lot, Ash, mm-hmm. is that our brain was Mm. not designed for this modern age. Mm. Our brain is still a few millenniums, you know, centuries at least behind us. Mm. And it is not designed for long-term planning and foresighting. It tends to go into fight and flight mode a lot. Mm. And it doesn't plan ahead as much as we need to plan ahead Mm -hmm. to overcome our modern challenges, be it climate change or, Mm. for example, career planning long term. Mm -hmm. So as a career coach, the first lesson that I'd love to leave your listeners uh, with is um, take time to plan your career. Mm -hmm. Um, Even if you plan for the next three years or five years, I prefer to work with at least a decade long Mm -hmm. career plan and re-engineer your steps Mm -hmm. to get to the goals you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, 10 years from now, you will get to a place and you will think, I haven't achieved what I Mm. wanted to achieve. Mm. What have I done wrong? And you've done nothing wrong. You Mm. just forgot to plan for it. Mm. Um, And the second um, lesson would be um, to understand that many times we get anxious and stressed about Mm. our jobs and careers. Mm. And we can um, now understand that that is our old-fashioned monkey brain um, making too much of a fuss out of things that, will not kill us Mm -hmm. you know we will survive this is not the savannah your bad boss most likely is not a cyber tooth tiger trying Mm -hmm. to attack you and you don't need to get into fight and flight mode Mm -hmm. we have different ways now to overcome our challenges and they uh, require you to be using your full cognitive ability Mm -hmm. so when you go into fight and flight mode you don't use your full cognitive abilities. Yeah. All you want to do is either fight or run. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that is my my second lesson. I don't think I have a third of one, course. except enjoy your life mm. and remember to, um, to uh, as much as possible, seek out um, jobs and opportunities that use your top talents. There you go, my third lesson. Wonderful. Use your top talents and not mm. the, the things that you're, don't have high energy, working on um, things that are too tough for you to do, move mm. away from them. Let other people do do those. Well there's said. plenty of people in the world to do them.
0: Well said. And on that mm-hmm. note and your three wonderful lessons, take time to plan your career. And you know, you said ideal is to plan for about 10 years. Second you said don't get stressed. There are mm-hmm. many ways to overcome your stress. And the third one you said enjoy your life uh, and use your top talent. Thank you Renata for speaking to me about your own journey. Thank you for talking to me about so many different aspects of job hunting, of career coaching and so many different lessons that you have given in our 25-minute conversation. Thank you again and good luck.
1: My pleasure. Thank you Ash.
0: Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You, videocast and podcast